Hello, and welcome to the All Rookie Podcast. Today is June 6, 2022, and I'm your host, William Harris, a.k.a. William is Bill. That's right. Follow me on Twitter at William is Bill. And we're great to be back with you today on another episode of the All Rookie Podcast. Today, I'm going to go over my top 10 prospects. These are my guys. You know, this is not who I'm mocking here or there. What team should be drafting this position and fitting someone in? These are my order from one to 10, the best prospects in this draft, in my opinion. You hate it? Comment. Let me hear about it. Tell me where I'm wrong. Tell me where I'm right. You never hear about when you're right, right? But we'll see. Let's go. Uh, Let's get straight to it like it's nothing to it. Hope you like the list. Number one, I will have at least one surprise for you guys on here. <laughs> um, number one on my list, should I start at one to 10 or 10 to one? Hmm. Let's go one to 10. Let's go ahead. This is what you want to see. Jabari Smith, the 6'10", four from Auburn, 220 pounds, average 17 points per game, 7.4 rebounds, two assists, one steal, and one block per game. Shot 42% from three-point range. Jabari Smith. I have to show him some love. In my opinion, it's not really close. Well, it's close between one and two. I will say that. But Jabari Smith is still clear number one. It's not 1A, 1B. Jabari Smith is my guy. He was the SEC freshman of the year. And, I mean, he just has that length being 6'10". He can do it all. He's a great three-point shooter. Like I said, 42%. 42% from three. You see that from guys that are like 6'5", 6'6". Maybe six seven. You don't see that from guys that are six ten. That's ridiculous. Um, but I love his shot, and he's confident in that shot. He'll shoot it anytime, anywhere. He's a silky smooth player. He can break you down and drive to the rack. Has a turnaround J. Can post up, back you down. Textbook shot and form. I'm telling you, it's just beautiful. I don't know who taught him uh, <laughs> basketball, but he needs to be working for the NBA. He or she, but. Yeah, he can shoot that three off the dribble, spotting up, any type of way you want it. He can play all five positions. Uh, You know, he's 6'10". He kind of plays like he can play a two-guard. He can play the small four, can play the four, can play the five. So that's great, and that's rarely seen as well. Very natural ball handler and shooting distributor, um, shooter and distributor. A lot of guys say he needs to work on his ball handling, and that's a weakness. I do not feel that's a weakness. Most people 6'10 are not dribbling like a point guard, you know, so that's not anything you need to worry about, in my opinion. And that's not a difficult thing to improve upon. But most teams don't want their 6'10 guy dribbling too much anyway. But (laughs) Jabari Smith is good enough as a dribbler right now, and he will only get better. Uh, He loves to jab step and pull up with jump shot. Versatile defender. This is rare also. When someone's so talented offensively, to be so talented defensively as well. He's a great two-way player. He can guard multiple positions too. He gets blocks and steals without forcing it. And, you know, he plays hard. He's fun to watch. This is a player that I feel is a franchise player, multi-year all-star, you know, all-NBA type of player. Uh, In my opinion, I see Kevin Durant in his game. He's not Kevin Durant exactly, but if anyone can get to that level, it'll be Jabari Smith. And Kevin Durant is good offensively and defensively as well. Obviously a great three-point shooter. So if he has, if some may say he's not Kevin Durant, that's not going to da-da-da. Even if he's 20% Kevin Durant, 
that's incredible. So it's, it's only uh, up from here for Jabari Smith. I hope he lands on the right team. If it's the Magic, I hope that they treat him right and they groom him right, and that's not a bad situation because we've seen some talented, talented guys go to bad teams and they never continue to develop and become the player that they should have been. So we will see. I believe Jabari Smith will succeed regardless, really. Um, but Magic, don't F this up, <laughs> or OKC. Um, but for my second overall player, this may surprise a few people, but Jaden Ivey is my second-ranked player in this draft. So that is Jabari Smith number one, Jaden Ivey number two. We're kicking this thing off with a bang. The 6'4 guard from Purdue weighs 200 pounds, average 17 points, five rebounds, three assists, one steal, 0.6 blocks. He shot 36% from three. That's really good for a player that's so quick and herky-jerky like Jaden Ivey. Most of those guys don't shoot well from three. Think of Russell Westbrook. John Morant's not known as a three-point shooter. So for him to shoot 36%, that is really, really, really good. And, you know, his wingspan is around 6'8". So that's great as well. In my opinion, I think he should play the point guard in the NBA. As a point guard, he will be dynamic, like instant greatness. I was going to say instant all-star, but I'm not going to push it too far. But John Morant went all-star in the second year. Jaden Ivey could easily do that in one of his first three years if he's point guard. Shooting guard, it depends. You know, we will see. But in my description, he is the son of John Morant. <laughs> he plays just like him uh, in a lot of ways. He has no fear when attacking the rim, constantly looking to attack like a young Russell Westbrook. And th- this was my description of this before ESPN mentioned it. But I do see that the way he attacks so relentlessly to the basket. He's super athletic, very crafty at the rim. Whether he has to dunk on you, finish with a creative layup, he can do it all in that area. He can shoot the three, like I said. I don't really like his form, but it works for him. And if his three-point percentage was in the 20s and he shot with this form, you can best believe they would change his form in the NBA. But shooting 36%, if that continues to be around that range, they won't mess with that at all. They shouldn't. Um, we'll see. Uh, Scotty Barnes' shot is getting worked on now. He's changed his form, and you know it's only up for Scotty Barnes, and that's scary in itself. But Jaden Ivey has a nasty crossover, and, sh- and he's just very shifty with his movements. And like I said, about finishing at the rim, I haven't seen a layup maker like this since Kyrie Irving. I mean, so that's three <laughs> Hall of Famers I've named already: Russell Westbrook, possibly John Morant. And Kyrie Irving. I mean, he has mixtures of these three guys in this game. That's ridiculous. He has quick hands on defense, very fast and aggressive player, great size if he plays that point guard position, decent size if he's the two. He will work out either way, but he has great vision. He's gonna, he makes incredible flashy passes. I love that. The fans are going to love that. And, you know, he's as great below the rim as he is above the rim. Truly makes some special passes, like Jason Kidd-like passes. I mean, I'm telling you. So this guy is not just fast and athletic. He's also smart, intelligent, great vision, great touch on his shot. So he's a really good defender as well. I mean, this is a total package type of player, and that defense is enhanced by his speed and athleticism. So he gets those quick hands in the passing lanes. He's a good rebounder for a point guard. 
He improved a lot from his freshman year. You can tell he works hard to be great. And he could play the one or two, obviously. If you want to say that's something he should improve on, if he's going to be the point guard, he has to get those assists up. And really, that's the only thing that's stopping him. So, start off with a bang. It was not the number two you expected, I bet. But I don't just follow what everyone else says. I go by what my eyes see. And so, now for number three, I will go with Paolo Banquero, the 6'10 forward out of Duke, averaged 17 points. Eight rebounds, three assists, one steal, and one block per game. Now, he shot 34% from three. That's pretty good for a 6'10", four. And he has a seven-foot wingspan. Love to see that. Now, he has a nice handle for a big man. Very aggressive when going to the rim. Strong and powerful with the ball. If you want to say who he kind of plays like, you can see maybe a little Sean Kemp in his game, a little Miles Bridges in his game and a little younger Blake Griffin in his game. So put, put some bits and pieces of that in his game, and you got Paolo Bancaro. But he can hit the J, has a nice fadeaway, handles like a three, strong and big like a four, can have the ball anywhere from the three-point area and shoot or break it down, break his, that man down to the rim and get all the way to the rack. He has a nice package of moves, like the youngsters say, in his bag. <laughs> But he's ready to put his defenders in the spin move, get them straight to the rack. But when he plays, to me, he looks a little awkward. You know, Jabari Smith is very smooth with all his movements. Paolo is a little awkward. I don't know if it's because of his length, shoulders, but it's a little unsmooth, but it still works. So it's not that big a deal. You know, Blake was kind of bulky, so he looked a little um, unsmooth or clunky in some of his moves, but it still works. So that's just what I noticed by looking at Paolo. Um, but, yeah, he, you don't really um, see a big guy that's that strong and but yet comfortable outside, playing in the outside and in. You know, like Blake Griffin didn't really hang around the three-point range when he was younger. But Paolo is a very smart player. Obviously, that happens when you're playing at Duke. But makes smart passes, finds the open man, hits open threes, and, you know, 6'10", 250 can go down the length of the court like a point guard. That's just special. He loves that jab step. He can cross over his man, do whatever he wants. He was the ACC freshman of the year, third-team All-American. And, you know, he's a really good rebounder also. His release is a little bit slow, but I think that can be worked on. Uh, They probably just tweak it, not overhaul it. And, you know, sometimes he uses brute force instead of skill to score. But that's not the worst thing because LeBron used to do that a lot as well. So the touch will come, I believe, to where he won't have to play like that all the time. And it's not going to be the same in the NBA anyway. You won't be really able to bully guys in your first two or three years because of the size. Um, He's not very great defensively, but he has all the tools to improve on that. And I do feel at Duke, he probably was restricted in his play. Uh, he's probably going to be better in the NBA than he was at Duke because Duke runs the system. They're all about winning. He's not like other guys at other schools that he's the man. He can do whatever he wants. You know what I mean? So I see a bright future for Paolo Bancaro. That's why he's my third ranked player. Now, let's go over that one, two, three one more time. So you don't forget Jabari Smith, my number one ranked player. Jaden Ivey, number two. Paolo Bancaro, number three. Who's number four? Now, this was a tough one, y'all. Y'all might think I sound crazy. This was a tough one. 
I had somebody up in this spot at the but at the last minute I changed it back because I just think if he hits, he's gonna hit big. So I gotta go with Chet Holmgren. Now, hit my mentions. I know you're thinking number four, he's number one, number two, number three at worst. I have him number four, almost had him at number five. But Chet Holmgren is the seven foot big man from Gonzaga. Weighing in at 195 pounds. That was a one right there. Not two, 205, not 215, 195. We hope he can get that weight up. But he averaged 14 points, 10 rebounds, two assists, one steal, 3.7 blocks per game. His three-point shooting, 39%. That's the incredible part right there. That's going to help him a lot. And he has a seven-foot, three-and-a-half wingspan. Now, his shooting... It's really good. I mean, really good. 39% from three from a seven-footer. That's kind of unseen. <laughs> I can't think of too many people that can do that. Even though we talked about Jabari at 6'10", those two inches do matter because you this Chet Holmgren is a player like we really haven't seen before because of how he plays. He plays like a point guard and a seven-foot skinny guy's body, and but he also plays great defense in the paint, can dribble the ball up the court, lead the break, get the ball all the way to the rack. And, I mean, that's just ridiculous. He's a great passer, great outlet passer especially. He always finds the open spot. He seems to just be – and sometimes, um, you know, he seemed like he was just bigger than everyone else. So that's my concern to where, oh, he's get, getting 10 rebounds a game. He must be great. But if you're half a foot to a foot taller than everyone, it's not that difficult. Um, but And he also constantly played great. Some of his biggest games were against bad teams. So he didn't really play that many good teams this year in college. It was about five teams that were ranked, um, you know, and a lot of them were in the tournament. Um, but those are my concerns. So if he, that's why I don't have him in the top three. If he was playing against elite competition every night, if say he was in the G League, you know each team has a legit center. Even if they're good or not, the size, the strength, you're doing this against them. That's going to impress me. When you're taller than everyone else, like Chet was, that's not going to impress me. It's not that many centers that are in this top 10. He may be the only one, and that's because no center really dominated like that. And you should be dominating in college, really. Um, So if you're seven foot and you're that great, you know what I mean? So 14 and 10, it should be around 20 and 10, shouldn't it? Um, I don't know, but he was on a great team. So that made it difficult for him to probably flourish outside of the system. They they didn't really need him to do too much because they were so good. Um, But I just need to see a little more. I need to see him playing against guys in the combine. If he's even going to do that or summer league in the pros. Uh, I don't think we've seen all that we can of Chet. So that's either gonna, he's either going to prove a lot of people wrong and achieve those things or find it hard to fit in. So I don't know how well his game will translate. But in college, beautiful game for college. You know, nice shot, nice soft short hook shot, finishes well in the paint, spaces the floor great uh, for teams. Uh, if all goes well, he'll be an impact player on both ends in the NBA. But it's going to be hard for him to play great defense in in the NBA, much harder than it was in college, um, because you have the top the the height, the length, but 
you're not going to be able to body anyone. Anyone backing you down, you're not stopping anyone. So he will get bigger. So this is going to be a play for the future. If he goes to OKC, he'll have plenty of time to develop. So he's definitely a risk-reward guy. Could be a perennial all-star, or he could be a bench rider like Bo Bo. I've mentioned his name a bunch of times. Very tall, very skinny. But Bo Bo was better at everything in college than Chet Holmgren for the most part. You know, he was faster, bouncier, more athletic, and even a better shooter, believe it or not. And Bo Bo gets no run in the NBA. People say because his motor or whatever, okay, if he's that great, put him in for 10 minutes a game, 15 minutes a game. Bobo doesn't get in the game. So, but with that being said, Bobo doesn't get in the game, so we don't know how well he would do either. So, I don't know. Bobo played great in uh, you know practice, scrimmages, summer league, so you never know. Uh, but... He was an All-American third team, and he was a defensive player of the year in his conference. Um, but I just need to see more. But his flashes of greatness are truly great. And if it works, look out. I mean, when you think of Dirk Nowitzki when he came out, he was really nothing to sneeze about. I don't know if it's saying or not, but nothing really too incredible. He developed. He got his body right, got with the right team, and they turned into Dirk. So if Chet could work on his game, not say he's going to be dirt, he plays different, but he can go from what he is now to as skilled as Dirk was or as skilled as anyone else his size can be, then it could be incredible. That potential right there for now, I have to keep him at four. Now, at number five, the guy I love, and I wanted to move up to four, but I just can't, is Benedict Matherin. Uh, the six seven six 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 seven guard from Arizona, averaged eighteen points, five point six rebounds, two and a half assists, one steal, and barely half a block. <laughs> and so we're not even gonna mention that. But he shot forty two percent from three as a freshman, and to prove that he's such a good shooter, he shot thirty seven percent as a sophomore. Thirty seven percent is great. To improve five whole percent to forty two percent, it's ridiculous. So that shows you his work work ethic and you know, willing and in hunger to get better. I love that. Obviously, he's an incredible dunker, super athletic. His athleticism is kind of like Jason Richardson. Uh, I don't know if you remember him from the Warriors, Sam Dunk champion. But he can shoot with the best of them and drive at will. Great three-point shot and confidence in his shot. Very confident in himself. I love it. He's not just one of those guys that's going to shoot the ball and turn around and be like, like he's going to let you know. So I love that. He was a Pac-12 player of the year. And it's rare someone so athletic, such a dunker, <laughs> and so amazing can shoot so well, you know. It's guys that were great dunkers and shot decent, but, I mean, he shoots like most time three-point shooters are not in the dunk contest. He can do both. That's what I'm saying. So that's crazy. But he has crazy range. He's clutch. He can hit the floater. He has the mid-range game and the long-range game. He can do it all. He's a great cutter to the basket. He gets open when he needs to. He can shoot off screens, pick and roll, pull-ups, and spot-ups. In my opinion, he reminds me a little of Dwayne Wade, but a bigger Dwayne Wade and a better three-point shooter than Dwayne Wade. So that's ridiculous to think of. Um, But he'll be a fan favorite, in my opinion. Very exciting player to watch. That shot is for real. You know, he's obviously a great finisher at the rim. 
And whether he dunks or makes a spectacular layup, I mean, he didn't just need to dunk on people to be great. So it's a lot of a lot of great, like Jaden Ivey, great finisher, whether you dunking or laying it up. And he, it just truly has great touch on his shot from deep or in the paint. I mean, he's lethal when he goes to the paint with that floater. Uh, if you want to be nitpicky, uh, I would like for him to finish with his left hand a little bit more when he goes to the rim. And, you know, just defense can always be better, but he has the body, speed, skill to do all that. That was my number fifth player. You want to hit one through five. Let's go. Jabari Smith, Jaden Ivey, Paolo Bancaro, Chad Holmgren, Benedict Mathen. Benedict Mathen. A lot of guys don't have him this high. This is what you're going to find on the All Rookie Podcast, not anywhere else. And if you're loving the list so far, like, rate, comment, subscribe. Appreciate you. Now, number six, let's get straight to it. Malachi Branham is my number six ranked player. You will see that nowhere else. He's in the 10 to 15 range for most people. Uh, in my opinion, they don't know what they're talking about. So <laughs> Malachi Branham, the 6'5 guard from Ohio State, averaged 14 points, 3.6 boards, two assists, 0.7 steals per game. He's a 19-year-old freshman, 41% from three. I love my shooters. 41% from three is incredible. He was the Big Ten Freshman of the Year. Shot 50% from the field. He's the perfect shooting guard, in my opinion. He has a tremendous shot, can pull up, spot up, hit every shot on the court. He's deadly from three. He definitely can be a starting shooting guard in the league, I think, pretty quickly. Uh, It really depends on what team he goes to as well. But wherever he is, unless they have an all-star, he can work his way into that rotation or starting lineup. He's very polished, very smooth player, probably the smoothest player in this draft. And when you think of smooth, at least for me, he looks like a little, a little bit, yeah, he <laughs> looks like a little young Ray Allen. I still ain't say that right, but you know what I mean? <laughs> he looks a little bit like a young Ray Allen. There we go. He doesn't have Ray Allen's form. You know, Ray Allen had the perfect form of any. If you want to learn how to shoot a ball, watch Ray Allen's film. But he's still a great shooter, even though he doesn't have that same form. Uh, But even though he was a freshman, Malachi Brandon, we're talking about here, you can tell he was well coached and a very intelligent player. Very, very, very clever in, under, and around the paint. He has great moves to get his shot off. He's a great cutter, just like Benedict Matherin. You know, he cuts off screens to get open, and he has a little Bradley Bill in this game as well. And he can finish with the left hand also. And I will tell you one thing. If you want to see one highlight of him, just look down the – look up the YouTube play where he dunks on Michigan State. I mean, it's nasty. Just trust me. But he's definitely one of my favorite players in this draft, and I don't understand why he is pushed down on a lot of people's boards. So – do your research on Malachi Branham if you are interested, if you have a dynasty league or whatever. He's definitely in my top 10. I have him as my sixth ranked player. I will tell you six through eight right here are like 1A, 1B, 1C. And so let's go to number seven. My seventh ranked guy is Shaden Sharp, the 6'6 shooting guard from Kentucky. Well, should I even mention Kentucky? He didn't play with them. He practiced with them a little bit, <laughs> but he's 19 years old. He was a number one player in the country coming out of high school, supposed to play in Kentucky, didn't play. And I guess it's helped his draft status because he stayed in this top 10 range. It's possible he can go fifth, possibly he can go fourth in the draft. 
Um, a lot of guys from his high school class played, and their draft dropped tremendously. So that is a scary factor for Shaden Sharp. <laughs> and it's a scary factor for the GMs in the league drafting one through 10 because you're either going to trust the film, trust what you're seeing workouts from him, which he has not done much of, didn't even do anything at the combine, didn't even go to the combine. He didn't play college. So the last time the people have seen this, this player, Shaden Sharp, is in high school. And like I said, tons of players are incredible in high school. Not so many of them turn out to be incredible in the NBA. So this is why he's seventh. If he played in college and, you know, was decent, I would at least know what I'm working with and I could have a more of a firm spot for him. And he could be a fifth-ranked player on my board. But the unknown there is I can't have him in my top six. But he's an incredible leaper. He can catch any alley-oop imaginable, and he, he did in high school, trust me. But he has a really nice handle. He can hit the pull-up three. He plays like a star. Like, you know, he thinks the crowd is there to watch him. He, he knows it. He knows the crowd's there to watch him. He puts on a show. Um, he kind of thinks, I, I'm not going to tell you what he thinks of himself. It just seems like he thinks he's the shh. You know what I mean? We'll see. But he has a little Jalen Green in his game, if you want to compare him to anyone. He loves the three. Great finisher at the rim. He's one of the top dunkers in this draft class. He hits step back threes. You know, he's kind of like the typical shooting guard that gets on a bad team. He can just do whatever he wants out there. Plays flashy and braggadocious. He's a little skinny. Uh, but, you know, he could be just decent. Or he could be Jalen Green, like I said. You know, but he, he also reminds me a little bit of a little bit of J.R. Smith when he was younger, maybe. Um, but he's lightning quick with his moves, especially going up and under with his shot at the basket, can shake any defender to create space. He does that really well to get a shot off. Um, but you know, it was against high school guys. So not only is the level of competition not as great, his defenders are definitely not as great <laughs> as they're gonna be in college or the NBA. So We'll see what happens with Shaden Sharp. I wish I knew more. I wish he would have played at the Combine. That would have gave us some more clarity. But he's still very, very talented. But I will say, like, Patrick Baldwin was great in high school. You know, um, Caleb Houston was a top 10 recruit. It's, it's, it's other guys, too, that was in this draft class that were top 10 in high school recruits, and they're not regarded highly i'll just say that uh in this draft class so number eight let's go with my guy you're not gonna see him on number eight on anyone else's list but i love him Jaden hardy the 6-4 guard from the g league ignite he averaged 17.7 points per game 4.6 rebounds 3.7 assists um and he's a 20 year old guard shot 33 percent from three has a 6-9 wingspan now you're like 33%. That's not so good, right? I would say 33, 34 and above is what you're looking for. But you have to remember Jaden Hardy played in the G League where they play with the NBA three-point line. In college, the three-point line is much closer. It's at least a foot closer. So that 33% for him is probably equivalent to 37, 38% from a player in college because that shot is harder in the G League. And you can expect that to translate 
very well for Jaden Hardy. Now, he's a very electric guard. He's an all-star type of player, in my opinion. Great shooter, can dribble, drive, pass, shoot. He has a total package. And like I said, this is 1A, 1B, 1C. With him, Shaden Sharp, and Malachi Branham, I could easily move him up to above Shaden Sharp. I probably should with that no tape of Shaden Sharp, but there's the potential. I'm going to keep Shaden right there. But it's so close. I mean, I love Jaden Hardy's tape. And it seems like the consensus is not the same as what I feel. <laughs> He's at least 15 to 30 for most people. That's ridiculous in my opinion. Now, He's a great shooter, in my opinion. He can dribble, drive, shoot, pass, total package, like I said. He's a clutch player. He wants that ball when the game is on the line. When you think of clutch player wanting the ball, you think of Jordan, you think of Kobe, T-Mac. He has that mindset. He wants the ball. He's not running from anything. His swag about his game, you're just going to love it. Um, But he also is good enough to back it up. So there's nothing he can't do, and he makes it all look easy as well. So. I love it. I love his game. He can break his man down off the dribble, hit mid-range shots, hit step backs, fadeaways, floaters, attack the rim. Uh, and he makes some great passes out there. But he's definitely a score-first guard. His shot is pure, though. I'm saying he's got a little Jamal Crawford, Jalen Green in his game as well. And But you think offense only when you think of guys like this. But I'm telling you, he has the potential, the skill, the hustle to play defense as well. It was times when he guarded Jonathan Kaminga. And think about that. Jonathan Kaminga's in the NBA. But Jonathan Kaminga played in the G League with the G League Warriors team. And they played against the Ignite. So that's what I'm saying. The G League Ignite are playing NBA players. When college players are only playing college players. He guarded Jonathan Kaminga and stripped him a couple of times and stole the ball from him. So think about that. Can you imagine a college kid stripping the ball from someone in the pros? That doesn't happen. That I mean, they they can barely hang in the freaking college. So, in my opinion, Jaden Hart is already a pro. He's going to fit right in. Um, and he, I think he can truly be great. And he gets a lot of steals because of his quickness and help defense. So, he has great court vision, and he's a great playmaker in the making. <laughs> you know, he's not a point guard, but he can make some plays off of his drives and kicks. Uh, if you want to say his – weaknesses that you can say shot selection and he just needs to play under control a little bit more at times and he gets some turnovers here and there but that will come you know Jaden Jaden Jalen Green had to learn as well in Houston Jaden Hardy will have to take those same steps and measures and it's something all guys got to go through but once you get through it look out you have a star right there in Jaden Hardy so let me tell you one through eight now Jabari Smith Jaden Ivey Paolo Bancaro Chet Holmgren, Benedict Matherin, Malachi Branham, Shaden Sharp, Jaden Hardy. Now, there's a lot of big names you haven't heard yet, right? <laughs> so, this list is different than most. Now, let's get into number nine. There's a guy that you probably were expecting to hear sooner. Let's go with Keegan Murray, the 6'8 forward from Iowa. He's a sophomore, averaged 23 and a half points per game, almost nine boards, one and a half assists. One steal and two blocks per game. Now he's 22 years old and shot 40% from the three-point range. I don't care about his age. That's not why he's ninth. I just think these other eight guys are just more dynamic and have a higher ceiling than Keegan Murray. I think Keegan Murray's going to come in 
be solid as a rock from day one. Kind of like Chris Duarte came right in, fit right in with the Pacers, was ready to go day one. Keegan Murray is going to be the same, and he could go to the Pacers as well. So that's going to be interesting and fun. But, you know, out of these guys on my ten, my top 10 list, he scored the most points per game in college. But, you know, he's at Iowa, and that's a school where they kind of do that. They kind of get the one guy to get all the points. You know, Luca Garza was that guy last year, and he was the national player of the year. Luca Garza barely played for Detroit. I think that was a mistake. I like Luca Garza, but just saying that's kind of the way the team works. Like I was talking about with Paolo and Chet, they're in systems where the teams are designed to win. I was a more of a team where they're designed to get the main guy the ball so he can do whatever and score whatever he needs to keep the team competitive. Now, he's a really good player, though. He kind of reminds me of like a guy that studied Paul George and he kind of wants to play like him a little bit. So I see a little bit of that in this game. He's not Paul George by any means, but I can tell he watched Paul George, Um, but he shoots 55% from the field. He does everything well. I won't say other people have said he can do everything. By that, I mean really well slash great. He does everything well. You know, he shoots the three uh, exceptionally, though, for his size. So that is great. 40%. Um, for for a 6'8 guy, but he's not flashy, just effective. He's very effective in the paint. Um, Sometimes when he scores in the paint, most of the time when he scores in the paint, it's not really pretty at all. It's kind of clunky, goes in there, having to uh, uh, just uh, get it up, and it'll go in or he'll get the put back. So he's not really smooth, but in college, that was effective. Uh, He makes tough, contested shots in the paint. His shot release probably should be quicker to survive in the NBA. But he plays well in the post and the perimeter. He can drive to the rack. Just never really creates a lot of space. Never really comfortably open. Uh, But he can hit the turnaround J. But he's also not the best ball handler. But he does good enough to bring the ball up the court and score and make a play in transition. He's a really good defensive player. He can switch on multiple positions. And like I said, he's just a nice, safe player. And, I mean, he could instantly come in and be a starter putting up solid numbers for a team all year. And you can't just have all guys that are risk-reward in your lottery. You got to have a safe guy. That's Keegan Murray. Uh, I think he will put up good numbers in the league. He's a really good rebounder. Rebounder. (laughs) So we'll see how it goes. Um, You're not going to watch his tape and be wild, though. So I'll tell you that. Um, You know, he's 6'8", but he needs to get a little speed on him. Because otherwise, he could struggle playing the three, keeping up with threes in the NBA. Now, my last and final player, Jordan Hall. That's my 10th ranked player, Jordan Hall. You're probably saying, I think he said the wrong name. I don't know Jordan Hall. I've, I've seen a lot of mocks, one through 14, one through 20, one through 30. I don't recognize the name Jordan Hall. Well, get to know the name. This is my guy, Jordan Hall, the 6'8 guard from St. Joe's. Um, he is a point forward. Last year, when he was a freshman, I thought he could have came out in the draft and been a first-round pick. He averaged 10, 6, and 6 last year. This year, he came back, averaged 14, 7, and 6 this year with a steal per game. He has the vision of a point guard. He can create his own shot. He's a good three-point shooter. And I don't know how to say it any clearer than this, but... He is the closest thing to Kay Cunningham you're going to see 
And he plays a little like Jason Tatum, because as we know, Kay Cunningham, his doppelganger was kind of Jason Tatum. So now Jordan Hall, doppelganger, is kind of Kay, uh, Kay Cunningham, which is followed by Jason Tatum. So this is high price. This is how good this guy is, Jordan Hall. So he is a point forward. He can hit the fadeaway, hit the three-point shot, hit the turnaround J, everything. He's pretty much the perfect player, in my opinion. He has a good handle, can create his own shot for himself and others. Nice hesitation that keeps the defenders on their heels and allows them to drive or pull up. Very crafty in the paint. Doesn't rely on athleticism to score, which is great. That will further his career. If you want to say a negative, he plays a little bit slow. But that slowness is a little bit like Luka, Luka Doncic, that is. Luka plays slow. And, you know, Jordan Hall plays a little bit like Luka with the way he plays slow, but he still runs the team, can do anything he wants. So um, speed is not his thing, but everything else is. Playmaking is incredible. His vision is incredible. His passing is incredible. I'm going to try not to say incredible so much because it's going to water it down for you. But I'm telling you, I love this guy. He can play in the post, mid-range, three-point range, has an array of nice moves, pure shooter. Uh, most pure, pure shooters can't do everything. Like I said earlier, he can do everything uh, with the passing and everything. Um, even though he isn't the fastest guy, he can create his own space to hit the J, drive to the rack. rack. He's a very unselfish player. He always finds the cutter or the open man. Great vision. And he also has good hands on defense. He guards his defenders well also. So Jordan Hall is a guy you may not know, but you need to know. He's not projected to go in the first round from all I've seen this year. And it's ridiculous. It's crazy. Guys need to get up on their stuff (laughs) because Jordan Hall, it was a struggle for me to keep him 10. But since he's not on anyone's radar, I'll keep him 10 for now. But he could move up. (laughs) But he's definitely in my top 15 list of players, and I have him 10th right now. Like I said, it can go up or down, but Jordan Hall is a guy you need to know. So I hope you like my list of my top 10 players. If you want to say big board, I want to break it down to 1 to 10 right now because the top 10 picks are really important. These will not be drafted in this order because GMs are not as smart as me, but I'm going to go over the list one more time, 1 through 10. Jabari Smith, Jaden Ivey, Paolo Banquero, Chad Holmgren, Benedict Matherin at number five, Malachi Branham at six, Shaden Sharp at seven, Jaden Hardy at eight, Keegan Murray at nine, and Jordan Hall from St. Joseph's at 10. If you love this list, if you hate this list, comment, review, like, subscribe, tell a friend to tell a friend. I want to hear your opinions on it. If you didn't know some of these guys, Look up the film. Look up as much film as you can. Get back to me. Let me know what you think. I appreciate you guys so much. Thank you for listening to the All Rookie Podcast. I'm at William Is Bill. And until next time, I'm out of here. Peace.